Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Classic City Crime. It's me, Cameron J. And wow, what a week you have all given us here at Classic City Crime. The amount of people who are tuning in each week, who are sharing everything we post on social media, and who are reaching out with their stories and memories and clues about what happened to Tara, it's been truly remarkable, y'all. It's been overwhelming, too, but in the best of ways, I must say. And remember, Katie from episode two, who was Tara's best friend in law school, did say this. The more we tell her story, yes, the longer we keep Tara Louise Baker alive. And I truly do believe that. I want you to know, and call this some classic city crime insider scoop, if you will, but we are talking to new people every single day. Twenty years might have passed since Tara was murdered at her 160 Fawn Drive apartment in the Deer Park subdivision on the east side of Athens, yet all of your memories are crystal clear to me. They're real, and I do believe that if you keep sharing them and telling them with me and with the world and with people on our Facebook page and group, we truly can finally find justice for Tara and for her family, who you know I've grown to love so much. It's now time to get into what happened back in 2001, and I must say, there's so much left to tell, we really are just getting started. So, grab your pen and paper, share this with a friend, and let's figure this out together. And you'll find that the word together is really my favorite word. I'm Cameron J, and this is Classic City Crime. Now you remember Miss Virginia, my new friend, actually's last words in episode two. And if you don't, let me take a moment to remind you. It was a rainy day in 2001. Miss Virginia and Meredith were working on a project in their living room, and then the phone rang. And there's actually an interesting story about this because the first time that Miss Virginia called me, I was walking out of work on guess what? A rainy, cool day. And I'll never forget the words that she told me on the phone. The first words out of her mouth, in fact, they, they sent a chill down my spine, if I have to be honest. And she said, it's odd that I'm calling you today, Cameron. It's the same weather that I remember it being on that day. Now, that day, of course, was the day a woman on the other end of her phone would tell Miss Virginia, Miss Baker, there's been a fire at Tara's apartment. You need to come to Athens. We have a body. That was January 19th, 2001, and it was only one day before Tara Louise Baker's 24th birthday, a year of life that she would never live to see, and that her family and friends that you've grown to love so far would never get to celebrate, because someone, somewhere, who is still out there, perhaps even listening right now, decided to take her from this world. It's unfair, y'all. It's unfathomable. It's just unjust. Miss Virginia's phone rang on January 19th at 6 o'clock p.m. Now, the time on the police incident report says 11.25 a.m. Now, you can see that's a bit of a time gap there, but listen in as Miss Virginia describes her frustration with the timing of that initial call, the moment she knew it must be Tara, and how she found that out. Now, I want you to pay close attention to the room in question in Deer Park on the east side of Athens. But this was apparently happened really early in that morning, mm -hmm. and they didn't bother calling me until like 6 o'clock that night. Wow. 
and I demanded to know why I wasn't notified sooner. And they said, well, we were trying to find the other girl. And I said, but you're telling me that Tara's car is there. And you're telling me, I asked them to describe the bedroom where the fire was. Mm-hmm. And they said it was filled with antiques. And I thought, oh. And, I, you know, still I was thinking, this, you know, it can't be. Maybe who somebody broke in and maybe they're, they started a fire and got hurt. Maybe that's them laying there. I don't know. But they had already had the body identified. They just didn't bother to tell me. So when the first call came in, Miss Virginia, just so I make sure I have this right, the first call comes in. You think it's a prank. You hang. You you say you'll call them back. And yes, and then, I hang up and told her I'd call her back. And you called the Athens Police Department back mm-hmm. and spoke to the woman. And after protesting um, to get information, you were finally informed of Tara's passing, or just that. No, just that there was a body and they, you know, they didn't tell me anything really that much. I I just kept telling myself it can't be her. It can't be her. Because, you know, when she came into this world, I was certainly very aware of it. Because as tiny as Tara was, she was nearly a 10-pound baby. Wow. (laughs) How in the world my child could have left this world without me knowing it for sure, I couldn't believe so I just kept protesting and saying, it can't be true, it can't be true, it can't be true. But they did tell me that they had a body, and they did tell me that they had not located Tara or the other roommate, mm-hmm. And but Tara's car was there. And then they described the bedroom to me. And all the way there, we took the youngest son and dropped him off with his grandparents, mm-hmm. and Meredith and one of my brothers, we met him halfway there, and we all went up there. Now, I really have, for all of you, for the Baker family, for me, for the podcast, I've worked so hard to put together a specific official timeline. I went as far as to submit an open records request to the athens Clark County Police Department, the 911 dispatch, as well as the athens Clark County Fire Department. But... Unfortunately, the case is considered, quote, ongoing, so there's not much detail that they would provide, and they haven't really been able to respond to any follow-up requests for comment or a statement. And while you can only imagine how frustrating this is for an investigative person like me, well, I'm going to try to understand and have you help me put this timeline together. They did, however, as a result of my request, release the initial incident report with, again, a responding time of 11.25 a.m. Now, here's what that original narrative from the responding officer said. This is what he wrote, and I quote, I responded to 160 Fawn Drive in reference to a structure fire. I was first officer on scene. Upon my arrival, I observed heavy smoke coming from the residence. At this time, I attempted to look into the windows of the residence, but was not able to see into the residence due to smoke. I then went to the rear of the residence and observed smoke and flames coming through the roof of the residence. At this time, I advised Central Communications to advise the fire department of this information. I then attempted to look into the windows on the rear of the residence, but was unable to see anything there due to smoke. Athens Clark Fire Department arrived on scene and scene was turned over to them. Athens Clark Police Criminal Investigations Division also arrived on scene and it was turned over to them. End quote. Again, this is from one 
19, 2001 at 11.25 a.m. See what I mean? There's not really much there to dissect, so if you're listening and you were one of the first people on scene or you might know someone who was, yes, I do want to hear from you, whether it's on or off the record. I would love to talk. So please email me. Help me put together this timeline at classiccitycrime at gmail.com or you can call a newly established tip line for the podcast at 706-534-0028. Anyway, the status of the case and my subsequent inability to obtain, quote, official information hasn't stopped this crime junkie from seeking answers. No, not one bit. And of course, many of the best answers have come from those of you who love Tara most. And to all of you who have reached out to give me answers... Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, Miss Virginia got that call, and her and Meredith and the family got in a long car ride to come to Athens, Georgia, the night of January 19, 2001. And she remembers that long car ride that seemed like an eternity very, very well, as any mother unsure of their daughter's fate probably would. And I kept thinking to myself, this is a mistake. This is something. It's not Tara. But all the way there i was staring at the clock and realizing that if tara was okay she would have called me now also in that car with miss virginia was her husband and tara's wonderful stepfather mr lindsey baker tara's uncle and tara's sister meredith who was only 15 at the time now as i've told you that's around the same time that i lost my best friend and while losing a friend and a sibling must be different i can only begin to fathom the pain she must have felt especially the pain of the unknown like i can't imagine processing the news that there was a fire at your sister's home and then being unsure of whether or not she was dead or alive here's how meredith in her own words found out that something was very very wrong at her sister's home at 160 fawn drive athens um it was a friday i was in high school and um it was just your typical average you know just regular day i was uh standing out in um the little parking lot where the parents come and pick up the you know the drop-offs um we lived too close to the school to ride the bus so my parents you know had to come and pick us up every day and i distinctly remember standing out there thinking wow it's January and it's gorgeous outside you know it it was pleasant the sun was out I was like this is a really gorgeous day and then um my mother just picked me up my little brother was already in the back seat and um she said that we had to go to the grocery store to pick up some things and I said oh while we're there can I get a card for Tara I completely forgot her birthday's tomorrow and uh she said that's fine but she's not going to come home till next weekend she's got some things to do at school um so we go to the grocery store go home we put away the groceries and I was sitting at the table eating a bowl of cereal and my mom was sitting on the couch flipping through some papers and the phone rang and I didn't think anything about it until a few minutes in my mother's voice just completely changed and she just said, I don't know how to talk to you right now. I'll try to call her and hung up the phone. And I just looked at her, just staring at her. I had no idea what was going on. And she said, there was a fire at Tara's house and her car's outside. Mm. And my heart just sank. I mean, it, it, it felt like I fell to the floor and 
my mother in the beginning thought it was a prank. She was like, well, they didn't say anything to me. They didn't ask me any particulars. And she was like, I, I, I don't know what to do. So she called them back mm-hmm. or called the number back, asked to speak, said, you know, someone just called me from your, from your office. And they confirmed that it was her. And I mean, we just started running around the house frantically trying to pick up things. You know, it's, a, we didn't know what to do. We were just in absolute panic mode. So and when, when she called back, that's when you found out that Tara had passed? That, that we knew. Because my mother thought, this, this can't be true. This can't be real. Mm. And she, I mean, we didn't have much spam calls back then, but that's what she thought it was. But she called them back and said someone just called me from your office and I said yes Miss Baker that was us we're calling you about Tara hmm. and um, I just I ran out the door I didn't know how to handle it um, my little brother he was upstairs in his room playing with toys and um, I don't know how long I was outside but in the interim my mother had, had called my my dad who came home immediately and then took my little brother over to his parents house uh to keep him and then we i was running out i mean it started raining at this point i was just running outside not knowing what to do not knowing what to say sobbing sitting in this on the swing set staring at the pool house where she had lived for a year and i just started sobbing and just screaming i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and um my dad came out and got me and said, we're about to, to go meet your uncle. We're going to Athens. That had to be such a hard thing at 15 years old to, to find out how to process that. I, I don't think I fully did because the, the whole way up there, we were trying to think, did she light candles? What happened? Mm. You know, we had no idea there. It, it was just completely unimaginable. I, And so they came to Athens, Georgia, the classic city. And for those of you listening who aren't from around here, this is how I put it. Athens is about 73 miles east of Atlanta by car, or about 60 miles as the crow flies. They traveled from their home in Lovejoy to the Athens-Clark County Police Department, which, by the way, is located not too far from Vaughn Drive, to find out one simple answer that would not be simple at all. What happened to Tara Louise Baker? We'll be right back. Here at House Electric on Baxter Street in Athens, we're glad Cameron J is shining a light on the Tara Baker case. And we have you covered for every electrical need for your home or business. With over 120 brands, we bring you the best in commercial and decorative lighting, surge protection, bath and ceiling fans, tools, and more. We can even repair and customize your heirloom fixtures and lamps. Call or text us at 706-543-5280 or visit us online at houseelectricathens.com. Still here? I'm glad you're still following along because this is where it gets really important. And please remember that some of these details may be difficult for some listeners, but we will get through this together. Miss Virginia and her family, including Tara's sister Meredith, arrived at the athens Clark County Police Department from their home, a 96-mile drive, on the evening of January 19, 2001, still unsure of exactly what had happened to Tara. Now, 
They knew there was a fire, and they knew there was a possibility of Terra being inside, but I have to believe there was probably still some hope that Terra might be alive. I mean, think about it. Would your mind immediately go to foul play with someone like Tara? I know mine wouldn't, because I would think, was a stove left on? Did a candle catch a curtain on fire? Well, we all know now that these theories aren't true, but it was no accident, no, not at all. And Miss Virginia did not find out this news in the most empathetic way for a grieving mother. And when we pulled up there at the police station, this man that I was told you about that spoke opened the door and walked out to our car and the look on his face I knew my daughter was gone mm. it sounds like Miss Virginia that earlier that day you talked about that weird feeling you might have had I did I did have that very weird feeling but it wasn't enough to for my child to go I just had a strange mm. feeling did you ask him at that point, or did you go into a room? What, what we happened? We went into a room, and they kept us waiting for a long time before anybody really said much, came in, talked. And then when they finally did, and he came in the room, and he said things, and then later when we questioned, he denied it. Mm. But all of my family was sitting there, and we all heard him say, Well, she put up one hell of a fight, I'll say that. And I'm sure that's not what you wanted to hear. No, that was not what we wanted. And he said, well, you're going to have to excuse me. I've been out in the rain all day. I'm going to have to get some coffee. Mm. Okay. And during that time, the same girl, while he was out of the room, that called me said, we have multiple injuries and we're treating this as a homicide. And I got physically ill. I don't can't even count all the times I threw up. And but he came back in the room and he said we got lucky. Tara's left us a present. She has all kinds of stuff under her nails. Mm-hmm. And then he absolutely swore he never said that. And, but and I don't know how all of us could have missed it. Wow. And it's not just Miss Virginia who remembers those callous words to a family who, remember at this moment, had no idea if their daughter, their sister, their niece Tara Baker was dead or alive. Meredith remembers this moment of callousness, too. This guy just comes walking in and he says, well, I'll tell you what, she put up a fight. And we're just staring at him like, what are you talking about? Kind of probably not the thing you wanted to hear right off the bat. Right. Like we, we, nobody at this point had told us how she had died. Mm. We're just like, what are you talking about? And then he sat down and some other folks came in the room and he said, well, we expect foul play. Mm. And at that moment, I felt like I had been shot in the gut. Mm. It was, Tara didn't die. She was murdered. Hmm. I can't, I can't even imagine, Meredith, what that must have been like. And how, how did your mom and, and your, your, I think you said your uncle was there too, your mom, dad, and uncle. How did they all, how did they all take that? Everybody, I mean, like I said, we had no idea how, how she had died. And it, the first thing my dad said was, how am I going to tell my son? Because mm. my little brother was 10 at the time. And he said, how am I going to tell him what has happened to his sister? 
my mother just, I mean, we all just kind of retreated into ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. it it was almost like an out of body experience. We're standing there thinking that this this can't be real. We're not here right now. This is not happening. And did they give you any further details at that time or was it only foul play was suspected? Is that all that they told you? It was just foul plays expected and did Tara have any enemies? Was there anybody who wanted to hurt her? And that that's really all I remember of that night at and the police station. I, it was just such a blur. So yes, Tara Louise Baker, 23, almost 24 years old, bright future ahead of her, student at the University of Georgia's School of Law, member of the Alpha Delta Pi sorority, dear friend, and champion of the underdog was dead. She was attacked in her home, her body and home set on fire to conceal evidence. Now I'm telling you, Miss Virginia tells me this all the time on the phone. Manners don't go out of style, Cameron, she says. And it really is true, but as you can see already, in 2001, it seems that someone, or perhaps several someones rather, forgot this important life lesson. Now remember, there were two very loving and unaware brothers of Tara who still had little idea that their lives would change forever that day. You met Kevin, age 10 at the time, and Adam, just younger than Tara, in episode 1 where they described the big sister they knew. Now Adam was away at the time of the murder and will never forget, much like his mother, when a call came into his phone too. I was living in Arkansas at the time and I had actually taken a... Uh, ski, ski trip by myself to the nearest uh, mountain I could find that had snow on it, which was actually in St. Louis, which, or it's, yeah, it was in Missouri. It wasn't actually in St. Louis, but it was near St. Louis. Um, surprised me. I don't even remember the name of it now. I didn't even know that there was anything up there to ski on, but I'd, I'd found it looking around and had driven up there by myself to, to do this trip and uh, got up there, skied that night, and uh, the next morning, uh, got up and uh, called home to kind of tell them what I had done and uh, kind of proud of myself for doing it in the first place <laughs> and um, couldn't get a hold of people and started getting an uneasy feeling and started calling around every number I knew to get a hold of anybody and uh, finally got a hold of uh, uh, somebody at one of the uh, dry cleaning businesses that we had at the time and uh, one of the employees knew something had happened and uh she in a very somber tone told me that there had been some some sort of accident and i really needed to make sure that i got a hold of of them and i i forget then how i did get a hold of them but i eventually did Mm -hmm. and uh talked to my dad and he was the one that that told me and i i can't imagine what a horrible horrible uh thing that was for him to have to do But uh, almost an out of body experience for me. Um, I've since had dreams about that phone call where I'm almost hearing it from my dad's perspective. But uh, uh, welled when he he told me that there was a fire and Tara didn't get out and Tara is gone now. By this time, here in Athens, the classic city, Miss Virginia, her husband, and Meredith had made it to a local hotel. There was. A gentleman, um, Officer Smith, he was also a chaplain, and um, he took us to a hotel downtown and got us a room. And um, my mother, 
she was literally sick from grief. Mm. We got to the elevator and she threw up. We got inside the elevator. She threw up. We got into the hotel room and she threw up. She was literally sick from grief. But where was 10-year-old Kevin during all of this? Well, remember, Miss Virginia dropped him off at his grandparents' house before coming to Athens. But he would later join them in a hotel room where he was told about what happened to his big sister. Now remember, he was just 10 at the time. Here's Kevin as he recollects that moment. We pulled up and uh, they walked me to the, to, down the hallway and I just remember my heart was pounding. I was like, something's just off. Like, this is not normal. And I walk into the room and everybody was there. My grandparents were there. My aunt and uncle were there. My other uncle Matt was there. My, my dad was there. My mom was there. Meredith was there. And everybody looked rough. And I remember looking at my mom and I was like, the first thing I said to her was, oh, I, are you having the sniffles? Because my mom has got really bad allergies. Uh-huh. So, you know, my mom's nose is red. Her eyes are real runny. And, uh, and I was thinking, okay, she's just got the sniffles. No big deal. And I wanted to show her the model that I had. And my dad sat me down um, in the single chair in the, in the room. They all crowded around me. I mean, you would have thought it, I was being uh, investigated myself. You know, they all came around me. And they sat me down, and my dad sat down. And he, I mean, I'll never forget it. He said, so this is going to be the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. And he started getting teary, and I was like, what? And he said, there was a fire in Tara's apartment or Tara's house. Naturally, the first thing I said was, is she okay? And I'm thinking, maybe she's burned. Maybe she's in the hospital. And my dad said, no, son, she didn't make it. She's gone. Mm. And I just remember I dropped the model on the floor, and I just remember this tunnel vision. It's like a vacuum happened. All the sound, all the feeling, emotion, the light, everything. I mean, I was hysterical, um, according to my parents. I don't really remember what happened next. I just remember I was, I remember I was bent over with my face up at the uh, ceiling with my mom and my dad holding me, and I'm just wailing. And I just, I guess now as an adult, I can look back on the situation. I think my reaction probably did the most damage to my family members because they were kind of holding it together until I got there. And then when they saw how bad I took it, it really broke down everybody else. I um, think one described it as being a sound like they've never heard before. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I mean, my, my, my best friend was gone. I mean, I, at that 10 years old, you have friends, but, the one the one sibling I was closest to that was like my own mom was gone. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really comprehend like what murder was at the time. Cause, you know, you never really think about it. Uh, they just said that she was gone. And at that point in time, we didn't really know about foul play. You know, I was not privileged to go to the police station. I didn't sit in on any of the conversations. I just kind of heard through what my parents told me. Right. Um, you know, naturally, a, a 10-year-old running around a police station is probably not the best thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was it was wild. So now you know, Classic City Crime Insiders, Tara Louise Baker was a beautiful, remarkable soul who was murdered and attacked on January 19th, 
2001 and her fond drive home, which was then set on fire. You know the people closest to her, her family, her friends. But this is only the beginning of the story. Yes, only the beginning. An investigation had now begun to find out what happened to Tara Louise Baker. Who wanted to kill such a wonderful person with such a bright future? Was it someone she knew? A random act? I have a lot of questions, and I know that all of you do too. And back in 2001, Miss Virginia and her husband, Mr. Lindsay, had plenty of questions for detectives and police. I started asking a lot of questions, not that day, but after I started coming back to Athens every month because nobody was talking to me, and I wanted to know what's going on, what's going on. He said to me, I find it disturbing that you want to know all these details. And I got in his face and nearly backed his chair over backwards. And I said, let me tell you something. That is my baby. I want to know everything that happened to her. And then there was a comment made by, I think, the chief of police at the time who came to our house and visited with us because we demanded to see a coroner's report so that we would know what happened. Mm -hmm. And they had, you know, of course, blacked out a lot of it because they pretty much had to. Right. And he said, well, you know, there are some things Mama don't need to know. Yes, you heard all of that correctly. This and so much more next time on Classic City Crime. I'm Cameron J. I hope you've enjoyed this season one episode of the Tara Baker Story. We are now streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Classic City Crime and on the web at www.classiccitycrimepodcast.com. For inquiries, story tips, or to contact me, Cameron J., email classiccitycrime at gmail.com. Stay well, be well, thank you.